Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And we are live with the Standing Room Spartans podcast. Your host, Kevin Parker, your co-host, Scott Martin, here for the picks of the week. Week 10? 11. Mark? 11? I don't keep track of these things. Um, yeah, we're, we're here. I'm traveling this weekend, so we're, we're back on the Apple headphones headset, so hopefully everybody is, is okay with that. And uh, yeah, I'll be up in the mountains here uh, for the weekend, but uh, obviously I will be watching as our Spartans take on the Terrapins of Maryland. And we got a pretty good slate here after the last couple weeks of of just kind of knowing there would be upsets and figuring out which ones it was going to be. We got some ranked versus ranked. We got uh, a little bit of everything. So We'll get to all of that, but before we do, Scott, it is uh, Wednesday evening as we're recording this. How are we doing? Oh, we're good. We uh, have another fun week lined up with Maryland, kind of Purdue light in terms of uh, their style. So obviously looking forward to another game of Spartan football since we last recorded. Um, well, let's see. So our Maryland preview came out this morning, our as we talk. So for the folks a couple days ago on Wednesday, uh, but since we recorded that the college football playoff rankings for this week have come out. So by the time this comes out on Friday, this will be old news. I, I expect we're a few days late, so we won't spend too much time on it, but Kevin, obviously the big controversy of the week, Michigan at six, us at seven, any parting thoughts before we get into the weekend's picks? No, it's, it's pointless. I mean, why play the games? Why do the rankings? The the one thing that I do like is that everything I've heard from national media acknowledges that it's bullshit. So, I don't know. Why play the games if you're just going to do that? It's it's dumb. It's annoying. But, you know, at the end of the day, the the one I, I ended up taking the, the positive side of it and saying, you know, this is this is the thing that gives Michigan fans that extra bit of delusion so that going into next year, they're just as cocky as they were this year. You know, they're going to basically forget that they lost to us in a couple of weeks. So um, we got them right where we want them as we always do. It's just a repeating. I, I just, I tweeted about it. It's like rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. It's the same deal. So um, yeah, that's, that's all I think all the attention I think we need to spend on it unless you have other takes as well. No, I mean, it's, you know, 
one thought I have is that one of the things that's been thrown around a lot is that, well, Michigan looks like the better team. Michigan appears to be the better team. And the frustrating thing about that is, you know, I guess to a degree I see where it's coming from in that, like, Michigan's team has the ability to consistently make positive plays, but they also have the ability to shoot themselves in the foot. And for whatever reason, these negative aspects, whether it's coaching blunders in the fourth quarter or, uh, you know, a high turnover rate, not saying these all apply to Michigan, but just some of the kind of hidden downsides of football teams. You look at Nebraska and the way that they, they're a good football team, but they have a knack for losing games. That stuff still makes them, a worse team. Michigan, just because they quote unquote look good, if they shoot themselves in the foot over and over, that plays into how good of a team they are all around. And that's why I get frustrated when people say, well, well, Michigan looks like the better team right now. Well, they lost to us because they're not the better team on that day. Yeah, yeah they were. If up only big. there was a way to prove who was the better team, that would be a novel idea. Just, we'll play them again and we'll beat them again. No, that's my only frustration is that um, just because you build big leads in games doesn't mean you're a better team, especially if you have the capability to blow them. Um, no, I, at the end of the day, you know, the point's been made over and over that if we went out, we're the ones in Indianapolis, we're the ones with the better shot at the playoff. But the reality is this could play into bowl seating. This could play into it's, all kinds of other things. And that's where it gets frustrating. And I'm, I'm glad you said that. And the other thing too is, you know, it, the people who dismiss it, I think you're not considering enough that maybe it's us or maybe it's somebody else. But if they're screwing people out in week 10, week 11, you think they're not screwing somebody at the end of the year? Like, you know, this isn't just something that's, you know, isolated into this week's rankings. So come year's end, you know, this might come back where, you know, they just can, again, subjectively say, well, we think this team's better. We think Ohio State's better than Oregon. And, you know, as a Big Ten guy, would I, you know, kind of prefer that that way? Maybe. But at the end of the day, the two teams played and one of them won. And if that comes back to bite Oregon, I would be irate as, as somebody who doesn't care about Oregon at all. That would be absolutely preposterous. And they're setting that up. You can kind of see it week by week, the way that they're explaining these things away. They're setting it up. So I, if not Michigan State, do it for Oregon's sake make sure the committee knows how ridiculous this is. And it seems like the national media has for the most part, given up hope on any of this actually being meaningful. Um, the tinfoil hat conspiracies I think are, are being played out here. So. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah, it's, if, it's if, dumb. I don't know. if Ohio state and Oregon both win out win their conference championships and Ohio state has wins over Michigan, Michigan state, and presumably somebody relatively strong in the West, there's no chance in hell they stay below Oregon in those rankings, even though they're going to have the same record and Oregon holds a head to head win over them. There's no way. And that's right. a frustrating thing. It's like, why would, why does Oregon schedule that game? If right. at the end of the year, the team they beat in that game ends up passing them, but we're not going to get too caught up in if statements. We'll, uh, we'll give a little update as the week goes, weeks go on about each week's ranking and we'll see where that leaves us. If there are controversies to cover, Obviously, we'll give our takes on them. Uh, but for now, this week, the controversy was, unfortunately, um, in our corner. Uh, but we got plenty more games to play. 
Uh, before we get to this week's slate, Kevin, you uh, have a message for, for our listeners? Of course. This, is from, this comes from our good friends at DraftKings, who are preparing you guys for another week of action, be it in the NCAA sphere or be it in the NFL sphere. sphere. Uh, DraftKings is the way to go. DraftKings is a, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and new customers who bet just $1 on either team to score a point can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long. With DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest, they are giving away a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use promo code TPPN for the Pigskin Podcast Network, of which we are a proud member. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. Promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Scott, let's get to the slate. Yeah, so um, we had a shakeup last week. We I mentioned at the end of last week's Picks Pod that we had two disagreements. I liked Wake Forest over UNC, and I liked Washington over Oregon against the spread. And I went over two on those picks. So you got the two picks or the two points that I had on you. You got them back. We're both sitting at 38 points now. Uh, you're at 32, 19 and one. I'm at 31, 20 and one, but we're tied because I got a Michigan state pick correct over you, which is, of course is always worth two points. And which so, is the tiebreaker. I think we decided. So if, if there is a tie come season end, the Michigan state picks will decide it. And as of right now, you would hold that edge. So I got to make up some ground still, even though we're tied. Well, you got a lot of games this week to potentially make up ground. Uh, we've got six. We almost went with seven, um, but we didn't want to be too overwhelmed here. Our brains start to short circuit if we think too hard or too much. So we like to take it easy on ourselves. Uh, we're going to kick it off in the Big 12. So probably the best matchup in the Big 12 so far this year, number eight, Oklahoma is a five-and-a-half-point favorite traveling to number 13, Baylor. This game's going to start us off on Fox at noon. This is actually the game on Fox before the Michigan State game. So, Kevin, I don't know if you'll – you probably won't be tuning into this considering Michigan's on a different channel, but uh, what do you expect out of this one? Yeah, I'll certainly be flipping. I'm interested in it. it. It's pretty simple for me. I won't do too much analysis. I think it's more about Oklahoma than it is about Baylor. But I do like this Baylor team. I think they play better defense than Oklahoma has seen all year long. Oklahoma's been really inconsistent. And Waco hasn't had a matchup like this come through in quite a while. I think Waco's going to be hopping. That stadium's going to be fired up. Give me the Baylor Bears to take care of business and win this football game. Not just to cover, to win the football game. Wow. All right. So going with the home team to start it off. I am, um, we're going to start off with a, with a disagreement, a chance for one of us to uh, gain a lead back. So I like Oklahoma. I think they've looked better since Caleb Williams took over outside of the first half against Kansas. 
Um, I think he brings stability to the program uh, and to the team. And I think they, uh, I think they get it done. I think they're going to be feeling the pressure of the playoff implications in this one. And uh, I think they know, obviously, they need to keep their undefeated season alive. I think they get it done in Waco. So uh, I mentioned the other noon game. Number six, Michigan, is a one-point favorite now. The line opened as uh, I think they were about a one-point underdog, but they're now a favorite. The line is flip-flopped, traveling to Happy Valley to take on Penn State, currently unranked, shouldn't be unranked, but they are. This one, as I mentioned, is at noon. It's on ABC. Kevin, I think I know where you're going with this one, but I'll let you uh, pull back the curtain here. Yeah, I've already I've already placed the bet. I love the Nittany Lions on Saturday. I think that defense is so much fun to watch. I, all three levels have real playmakers. Uh, the defensive line, the linebackers, the DBs, there are playmakers all over. They're fast. They're going to cause turnovers. They're going to cause havoc. They're going to get sacks. I don't think the Michigan offense is ready for that. And on the other side of the ball, I think Penn State has the best player on the field almost any time he's on the field, Jahan Dotson. He went for 200-something, three touchdowns last week. Uh, I, I don't think Michigan will have an answer for that. I, I think Jahan Dotson basically gets what he wants when he wants, and I think Penn State pulls out a huge home win for James Franklin and this team to – I think they're feeling a little bit disrespected right now, you know, not being ranked at all. Michigan feeling good, feeling on top of the world. They're ranked number six. See, they're ranked on top of the team that that just that just beat them two weeks ago. They've already forgotten about that. I think Penn State pulls out a, a huge home win here. Well, I hope you're right, um, and only for your sake. I am going to take Michigan. Uh, I don't like that I'm going to take them. I just think they – they have a pretty sound way of playing. I, I spent the week watching Space Coyote's little clips on Twitter. If you don't follow him, he's a great follow. He is a Michigan guy, but a uh, great X's and O's uh, guy on Twitter. Great follow. I've learned a lot from him. And I spent basically the whole week watching Penn State's offensive line run circles around themselves and get eaten alive by Ohio State's D-line. Michigan maybe doesn't have the D-line that Ohio State does, but it's not too far behind. They definitely have a strong line. I think that's going to wreak havoc on Penn State's offense. I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll probably be a lower scoring game. Um, but I do think Michigan gets it done. I think they, they really have a lot of motivation to get to uh, – are they playing in Columbus? I don't know. Get to that Ohio State game. I'm pretty sure it's in Ann Arbor this year. All right, so get to the Ohio State game in Ann Arbor at home with just the one blemish to Michigan State. I think they maintain that. The fan in me hopes I'm wrong, but the picker, the better in me, thinks Michigan gets it done. So moving to the 330 game. Uh, now a ranked matchup didn't start the week there, but number 19 Purdue, who every Michigan State fan should be rooting for for the rest of the year for obvious reasons, travels to the shoe to take on number four, Ohio State. Ohio State's a 20-and-a-half point favorite in this one, which for Purdue, top 20 team to be uh, more than a 20-point underdog, just brutal. But uh, 3.30 on ABC. So, Kevin, um, do you think Purdue can take down three top five Big Ten opponents in one year? 
I hope so, man. Just for the story. I, that would be so fun. Uh, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, like, what if? And if Purdue comes out of this week with only three losses and wins against Michigan State, Ohio State, and Iowa, Iowa being on the road, Ohio State being on the road, that would just be absolutely absurd. Um, I went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth again on this pick. I still don't even know where I'm going with it. Um, I think there is a world where this Purdue passing attack gets just enough. I, I don't need them to win. I need them to stay within 20 points. Iowa sec- or Ohio State secondary has has shown glimpses of being vulnerable. Their offense hasn't been super dialed in. Like I just, it, there's been something missing. And and even the games where they were were throttling teams, it was against bad defenses. Um, the thing though, I just I, I have a hard time betting against Ohio State, even with these big spreads. Um, especially when they're playing in the shoe. Uh, I think with with the way Purdue has handled this year, Ohio State's going to come fully ready, fully prepared, fully juiced up, and I think they end up covering this one. I, I think it's probably like they win by 23 or 24. I, I don't think this is one of those Ohio State 55 to 10 boat races, but – I I like them by three touchdowns here uh, if I have to go one way. I definitely am not touching this with real money, though. Yeah, there's a part of me that definitely can see, like, the keep it within a possession or two into the fourth quarter um, possibilities, and then there's a part of me that just sees this as these two teams are on two different planes of college football, and Ohio State is, is that much better. Um and you got to keep in mind, Purdue is coming off of a very emotional win and has the potential for the letdown game, regardless of who they're playing on the heels of that. They're going on the road into the shoe. It's going to be an entirely different environment. They're not going to have that hostile home crowd behind them. They're, they're going to have a far more hostile uh, road crowd against them. I think Ohio State covers this one. Again, I hope I'm wrong from a fan perspective. I hope the Boilermakers can keep it close. Um, Obviously, I would love to see them win, but I'm not getting my hopes up for that. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the realist in me, I just see Ohio State taking care of their business here. Um, Purdue will score. They'll score a few, but I think Ohio State's really going to be able to uh, to put put some points on the board. I think the thing for me is, like, you know, Purdue two great wins this year, but you kind of brought it up like Iowa and Michigan state are very different than Ohio state. And not just in the, in terms of like talent, but think of the way that they play the way Ohio state can step on your jugular. Um, Iowa's not that team, Michigan state. It's, it's still early in the process where we're not really sure if, if we can be that team. So uh, yeah, it's, it's just a different caliber of opponent at the end of the day. All right, so Buckeyes for both of us. Um, we're, as always, going to skip uh, Michigan State's 4 o'clock until the end of the episode. So we're moving down to the night game, 7 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, we've been in the SEC West quite a bit in our picks. We scrapped another game from the SEC West already, but we've still got one in here. Number 11, Texas A&M. 
two and a half point favorite on the road at 15 Ole Miss. So um, can they slow down Lane Kiffin's offense, Kevin? I think so. I think the the Texas A&M team has an unbelievable defense. They just won a game against uh, Auburn last weekend by multiple scores without an offensive touchdown. Uh, that's how good this Texas A&M defense can be. Uh, and I, I, I like what they're doing on offense a little bit. The Zach Calzada, I don't know if you've really watched any of their games He's, he's, a, he's a former backup that, that got put into the starting job because the starter went out. And he is one of those quarterbacks who lays it on the line because he knows his job is at stake any given week. He's going out there putting their shoulder down on a linebacker. And it's just one of those where you're watching, you're like, this is not a good idea. But he's a backup who knows the spot he's in. He's, he's fighting to, to stay in contention for that starting job. And I just love the way he plays. Um, and, and Ole Miss, it, for anybody who's, who's actually betting out there, uh, Matt Corral, their quarterback, he's been pretty banged up recently. He hasn't really been fully healthy, and it's, it's held their offense back a little bit, I think. Uh, I like Texas A&M here. I think that defense is, is just unbelievably good, and they're, they're going to be able to score up plenty of points against a terrible Ole Miss defense, as they always are. Yeah, the only team that scored more than 22 points on Texas A&M this year was Alabama at 38, and uh, A&M won that game 41-38. And since that win, 41-38, 35-14, 44-14, against a ranked Auburn team last week. Um, This team's on a tear right now is what it comes down to since they beat Alabama. They had a couple missteps before that Alabama game, but since then really haven't shown – any signs of slowing down Ole Miss on the other hand has been up and down this year they live through their offense and basically hold on when their defense is on the field and I think Texas A&M is just a more well-rounded team ready to uh, go on the road and take care of business so give me the Aggies as well as weird as that team is man that video came out earlier this year with the i I can't even get into their traditions I don't know if you saw on Twitter they have that tradition where they put like a a jack-o'-lantern pumpkin on some kid's head and then march him down campus. Just the most bizarre. They do some body. weird stuff, man. Yeah. If, um, do you, have you ever heard of Josh Pate? He's yeah. a, he's a 24 seven guy. He, he has a great YouTube show slash podcast for anybody listening. I, I recommend it. Uh, it's the late kick with Josh Pate. He was down at, at A&M their, their last game. And he was he was describing he's like you know there's a lot of these colleges they have like their own twist on kind of the same traditions they all do kind of something like this he's like hey you go to texas a&m that it's like another planet like these people are doing the weirdest stuff out there (laughs) you see these clips on twitter it it really is like outer space man i i can't explain it more power to them, and Kyle Field's a tough place to play. They got a great atmosphere, and this year, and not just this year, they got a great football program too. So we'll see uh, how they look on the road this weekend. But the other late game we're keeping an eye on here is over in the ACC. We haven't had too many great ACC games. We had Wake and UNC last week, and uh, we're, we're bringing it back to another Wake Forest game this week. So number 16, NC State, uh, who's been – looking stronger and stronger as this year goes on. 
uh, travels to number 12 Wake Forest. The line on DraftKings uh, currently is Wake Forest by one point. So essentially a pick 'em, 7.30 on the ACC network if you're lucky enough to get that. Uh, Kevin, what do you think? Yeah, uh, due to that, I probably won't be watching this game, unfortunately, but uh, I am interested in it. I Wake Forest, they're so fun to watch just because that offense is so weird. I, you know, it's we hit them in that bowl game a couple of years ago, and they do that RPO, but the mesh point is like the 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 quarterback and the running back are are each hanging onto the ball for like four seconds just waiting for the, like, they're not reading the D end. I was trying to read some stuff about this. Like they're not reading the D end. They're reading like the safety coming down. I mean, they're, they're doing some wacky stuff, man, but uh, it's similar pattern as the Oklahoma game. I, I think that this is a defense that Wake Forest hasn't really been seeing all year. I think this NC state defense is the best they've seen all year and NC state can put up some points on their own. Right. So I, I like NC state in this one. Um, I, I think old or Wake Forest has been a fun story, but but I like NC State better defense and similar offenses. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I have the same pick for all the same reasons. Um, you took all my talking points again. We don't we don't talk about these before we start, so that's just happenstance. But I think NC State has looked a little bit more consistent on the defensive side. Um, their only recent loss, their only conference loss, was a thirty-one thirty loss at Miami where they looked pretty strong, but Miami's turned a corner too. So uh, I like NC State in this one. I think they're going to give Wake Forest some trouble. Looking at Wake Forest's schedule up until they played UNC last week, they really hadn't played much of anything. So I'm, I'm still hesitant to trust them against a strong uh, team on the other side of the ball. Wake Forest is at home, but I, I still think NC State takes care of business. Another uh, in-state matchup. Um, I, you taught me last week that Wake Forest is in North Carolina. So another North Carolina matchup. We did not look up how far this one. Yeah. I was going to say this one's, I don't know how far away they are, but that brings us to our last game. Our favorite game of every week. Our Michigan state Spartans are going to be hosting. Not my favorite game of last week. The Terrapins. Kevin, do you like turtles, first of all? Because I'm a huge turtle fan, um, and I always feel conflicted because I like turtles, but I think they're just one of the worst possible mascots. They're just the least intimidating <laughs> animal in existence. Uh, they literally, when they're presented with a threat, curl up and hide inside themselves. What do you think of turtles? What do you think of this matchup? <laughs> Michigan State is currently a 13-point favorite. I do like turtles. Uh, my My lovely girlfriend was in the process of acquiring a pet turtle and not just the you know sits in the what not an aquarium the terranium what are they whatever they call those terrarium but, but we're talking full-on like you know like tortoise just walking around chilling the mikasa yesukasa um that, that was the deal didn't end up doing it ended up getting the standing room puppy instead choice i'm pretty happy about but i'm I'm a big fan of turtles that said uh this matchup it's it's gonna come down to a couple pretty obvious things uh i posted on twitter uh talia tagovailo in the last two weeks combined against indiana and penn state is 67 for 97 yes this is two games 67 for 97 790 yards 
three touchdowns, one interception. Um, obviously, as a Michigan State fan who just dealt with last Saturday, that's going to worry some people. And, and I'm not going to lie, it worries me a little bit too. The difference here between Purdue and Maryland, and obviously go back and listen to the preview if you haven't already, but really the difference to me comes down to Maryland doesn't have a David Bell. They, they have Rakim Jarrett, is a good playmaker. They got a couple guys, but they don't have David Bell. I think that makes a big difference. They also have a terrible offensive line, which makes a difference. And on top of all of that, they, they don't have the level of defense that Purdue does either. So where Purdue was able to not only take control of the passing game, put up some points, but they were able to get some stops on us. They were able to force a turnover. Uh, a couple turnovers. I, I just don't think Maryland is able to do that. So the passing numbers are going to scare some people, but I think when you look at a more well-rounded uh, view of this game, it just doesn't really worry me as much. So give me Michigan State to cover. I do like the over. We we talked about that on Wednesday. Uh, something, if you have to, to give a score prediction, something like 45 to 26 Michigan State. All right. Uh, big win. 45. I don't think we've touched 45 yet this year. Uh, maybe against Western Kentucky. I don't have the schedule in front of me. But, um, yeah, I think Maryland's going to score some. And we said we talked about it in the preview on Wednesday. Um, they're going to score – that what it's going to come down to here is the, how many times they score touchdowns and how many times they score field goals. Um, I think they're going to be able to convert third downs to a degree that is probably more than anyone listening would enjoy, similar to what Purdue did. But I think it's going to be harder in the red zone. They don't have a stud wide receiver, like you said. They don't have a running game. And on the other side of the ball, I said in the preview, I think Kenneth Walker is going to have himself a day. I half-jokingly said six touchdowns for Kenneth Walker. I'm sticking with six touchdowns in my preview, uh, in my prediction. Whether or not that's all from Kenneth Walker, I don't know. But my final score is 42 for Michigan State, 27 for Maryland, um, which would hit the over, would have Michigan State covering, and Michigan State moving to nine and one. I feel like something about the difference between eight wins in a season and nine wins in a season in a regular yeah. season, it feels like winning three quarters of your game just feels really just a lot stronger than winning two thirds of your games. That and finishing a regular season with nine means that you still have an opportunity for double digits, which is huge. You know, you go into a bowl game with a chance to get 10 and once you get that 10, that's that's a whole new great feeling. So I'm with you there. Yeah. So Michigan State, we both have them moving to nine and one. We both have them covering the spread. It's a big spread. It wouldn't surprise me too much if they don't cover it, but still win. Um, yeah, you you have us sweating out that that uh, that cover a little bit more than I do. That would be a that would be sweating it for yeah, sure. Yeah, fifteen. Uh, we'll see. But uh, but either way, I like our Spartans in this one. Like I said at the top, I think it, they're, Maryland's kind of a, a Purdue light. Their defense isn't what Purdue's is. Their offense isn't quite what Purdue's is. And they have a turnover problem. So I just think, um, yeah, it might be a little frustrating at times, but I think we take care of business. 
So that is our six games this week. We have two disagreements, both in the noon slots. So by about four o'clock on Saturday, we'll know uh, who had the upper hand this week, depending on what happens with Oklahoma Baylor and with Michigan and Penn State. Any parting words for the folks, Kevin? No, just uh, let us know on Twitter. We'll we'll post it. If, if you're not in the Facebook group as well, Standing Room Spartans Community. Um, and, and let us know what your guys' picks are. I know a lot of people are listening for their own gambling endeavors, so we're, we're curious what you guys have. If there's any picks that you guys have that are not on the board, feel free to share those as well. Just drop a little comment in uh, reply on Twitter, comment on the Facebook post. Um, always curious to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, sometimes we feel like we're just, you know, talking into the void. So um, always, always appreciate any feedback. Your guys' picks, your guys' takes on our picks uh, would, would be awesome. So, like I said, I'll be out of town here this weekend, but I will obviously be watching the game, and we'll be back on Monday to give you the full recap, hopefully a recap that is much more happy than than the one we had to do last week. So, until then, hope everybody has a great weekend. If you are going to be at the woodshed, make some noise, make our guys proud, and uh, and hope everybody has a great time. If you are not going to be there, as always, I hope your beer is cold, and I hope your your sofa, your couch, your chair, whatever your spot may be, is comfortable. Go green. Go white. Take care, folks. <laughs>